From COK Studios in Melissa Block's Breakfast Nook, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider the new evidence of a ninth planet in our solar system that might be a super-Earth. We'll also consider a preview of Super Bowl 50 with the guys from ESPN Radio's Sports Yell. And we'll consider what my MySpace password is. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from Snood, America's second best Scandinavian furniture store. Makers of the Munsk, the Grolentog, and the Plunda. Snood, more expensive than Ikea and harder to put together. And listeners like you. Well, not exactly like you. Most of our listeners are cheapskates who think this show can be done for free. Well, guess what? It can't. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. Last week, astronomers announced that they have likely discovered a new planet at the far reaches of our solar system. Astronomers from Caltech think the huge, distant planet is probably gaseous, similar to Uranus and Neptune, and ten times bigger than the Earth. The researchers say they discovered the planet's existence because orbits of other planetary bodies in the area are being affected by its gravitational pull. Senior correspondent Cordell Nutbrock investigated the impact that this new planet's discovery is having on the science world. Caltech's Ronald Crump, whose work helped kick Pluto out of the pantheon of planets, says there's an undiscovered planet bigger than the Earth lurking near Neptune in the distant reaches of our solar system. Oh yeah, there's a big planet out there, all right. It's huge and beautiful. While Crump and his team have said their evidence all but guarantees the existence of a new planet, other astronomers, like Grace Newsom, disagree. It is entirely possible the planet does exist out there, and I'm very compelled by the evidence, but I think we need to wait and see. Newsom is also one of a group of astronomers who disagree with Crump that Pluto doesn't qualify as a planet. Pluto meets most of the criteria to be a planetoid. I, for one, count Pluto as a planet. Pluto is a lightweight. It's a pathetic excuse for a planet. But this new planet is a real planet. It's a big deal, like me. It's the best planet we know of, and I found it. You could say I'm the best at what I do. What would you say to your colleagues who still consider Pluto a planet? They're losers. Look, I agree with Ron that the dwarf planets Sedna and Biden have weird orbits that never let them come in close to the solar system. But I think we need more evidence before we attribute it to some new mystery planet. Well, what would you say if I told you he said anyone who thinks Pluto is still a planet is a loser? (sighs) Typical. He always resorts to name-calling when he's challenged at all. It's pathetic. Well, despite being touchy about criticism, Crump has plans to make sure his theory about the new planet is verified. Look, we'll build a great telescope. And nobody builds telescopes better than me. Believe me. And I'll build it very inexpensively. I will build a great, great telescope that we'll use to view this awesome new planet with. I know some of the best telescope builders in the world. You probably haven't heard of them, but they're the best. It'll be fabulous. Mark my words. I'm willing to take bets on anyone who's not a believer. Grace Newsom said she'd like to see more evidence before she agrees with your theory. Grace Newsom is unattractive, both inside and out. Looking at her is like looking at Uranus. I see. We really need to find more of these objects. Where have these small objects that can lead us to the bigger object? I think it's still a toss-up if a planet is really out there or not, but one thing is for sure. Ronald Crump is an ass. 
Grace is highly overrated. She makes all these stupid claims and insults me about Planet Nine. You can see there's blood coming out of her eyes. Blood coming out of her... wherever. The debate about the existence of a new planet in our solar system is likely to continue as astronomers look for more evidence and hope to visually verify it in the next few years. If there is a new planet, it will be a big discovery, and Ronald Crump won't let you forget that he was the first to find it, and that he's better than all of his colleagues. For COK News, I'm Cordell Nutbrock. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Super Bowl 50 between the Carolina Panthers and the Denver Broncos is this weekend in Santa Clara, California. Joining us now to preview the big game are the hosts of ESPN Radio's Sports Yell, Rick Van Patten and Cecil the Pontificator. Guys, thanks for coming to talk about the Super Bowl. It's nice to be here. Good to see you, Dinah. So let's not waste any time. Who do you two like in Super Bowl 50? Hold on, Dinah. We can't just make our picks for the game right off the bat. We've got lots of analysis and a variety of stories and angles to go through before we can say who we think will win. Obviously, it would be grossly premature for either of us to make our picks at this juncture. Also, legally, ESPN won't allow us to make our picks until Friday. What? Why? It's all part of a very calculated two-week Super Bowl buildup. ESPN has to ensure that its listeners and viewers will keep tuning in to our painfully drawn-out Super Bowl coverage. Friday is the first day that ESPN personalities can begin making our official game picks. That seems like a waste of time. Whoa, 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 Dinah. We don't call your job as host of this show a waste of time. I didn't mean that. It just seems like you're taking a long time to cover what is really just one game. I get that it's a big one, but does it really warrant all this? Believe me, we know that two weeks of constant coverage of every facet of the Super Bowl is ridiculous, but the people who watch and listen to ESPN don't. Yeah, don't spoil it for him, Dinah. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. So, what can you discuss about the Super Bowl? Oh, man, all kinds of stuff. The parallels between Peyton Manning and John Elway, the sports science of Cam Newton's touchdown dance, how often the team in white jerseys wins the Super Bowl, and the top ten Super Bowl halftime shows. It's definitely Bruno Mars. No way, Rick. Up with people. Bruno! Up with people. Guys, please. My bad. We're also ready to yell about which team has the better-looking helmets, a profile of the guy who paints the end zones, or what the coaches should eat before the game. I still say they should eat enchiladas. You're wrong! Chicken wings! Enchiladas! Chicken wings! Anything with actual implications on the game? I think our listeners would enjoy something like that. Obviously. Unfortunately, there's not a lot we can do there. It's not that we don't want to discuss the game itself, but we have to save something for later this week on our show. That's too bad. I know that I was really looking forward to hearing you two yell about who's going to win the game. Sorry, Dinah. He'll just have to tune into our show on Friday. Now, now come on, Rick. Maybe we could just yell a little. No, Cecil. You, you know we have to wait. You're such a wuss, Rick. Come on. Who you got? You can't make me do this, Cecil. Put your money where your mouth is, Rick. Peyton Manning has no chance and you know it. He still got it! Broncos by three! There you go. I said Carolina by ten. Broncos have no chance. Thanks for finally making your picks, guys. Yeah, we're going to be in some trouble there. Uh, we should have just stuck to the pregame meal stuff. I still say enchiladas. Well, I'm not sure you're going to agree on that one. Thanks for coming by. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Thanks, Dana. That was Rick Van Patten and Cecil the Pontificator for ESPN's Sports Yell. Super Bowl 50 is this Sunday on CBS.
That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, go to our website, considerourknowledge.com, for more news and stories. You can also follow us for breaking news on Twitter, at ConsiderOurKno, and like us on Facebook. The podcast is available for download at iTunes and at Stitcher Radio at Stitcher.com. If you'd like to make a donation to Consider Our Knowledge, go to our website and click the Support COK button, where you can make a $5 monthly contribution at Patreon. The COK team includes Natalie Thorpe, Emily Clausen, Jeremiah Knight, Hobart Willis, Marianne Wetzel, Spencer Cannon, and Libby Mitchell. Our intern is Ryan Shattuck. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. Sorry. <laughs> I thought you said you're lying. I, was I did, go. but I'm fairly certain that Connor laughed over it. Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah I did.